Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello and welcome back. My intention with this podcast is creating a place to connect deeper with you and explore topics that do not fit neatly into an Instagram caption. My passion is nutrition, but not in the sense of finding the perfect macronutrient split or exploring the power of quote-unquote superfoods. I wasted years of my life obsessing over that side of nutrition, and I never want to go back there again. What interests me is not the caloric breakdown or antioxidant content of the food we are consuming, rather how we feel about it. Because I believe deeply that how we treat ourselves affects every aspect of our lives. I think honoring our physical being is a responsibility we all carry, but many of us, including myself, forgot somewhere along the way. But do not confuse that belief that thinking in order to honor our bodies, we need to start each day with celery juice, eat only cow salads, and exclude all joy and added sugar from our plates. That is not honoring yourself. But neither is the other end of the spectrum, eating with complete disregard for our health, both current and in the future. Honoring and respecting our being is somewhere in the middle, and that middle is going to look different for every single person in every single body. I understand how complex our relationship with food, with fitness, and our bodies can be, and how complex these conversations are, which, again, that's why I created this space. And I want to dedicate at least one podcast a month to answering your questions or having these deeper conversations well beyond the confines of Instagram, my DMs, and stories. So this week, I asked, what do you want to talk about? And there was a theme I could not ignore, and it's something that is very near and dear to my heart, and that is how to stop self-sabotaging when it comes to your diet. And holy shit, can I relate, because I spent well over a decade of my life fucking myself up. So I have a favorite meme, and I've shared it a couple times, and I probably will continue to share it for years to come because it is so applicable to me in my past. It's a cartoon of another cartoon with a pillowcase over its head, and the caption over the meme says, time to see who has been fucking up my life. And then the next slide is the picture with the pillowcase removed, and it's the same cartoon staring back at him, meaning he's the one who has been fucking up his life. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I'm really trying not to swear as much, and I just blew the motor on F-bombs in about one sentence. So anyways, but that is so many of us with our diet. And I want to make it very, very clear before any I go any further into this conversation. Anything I say here, anything, anything and everything, I am always saying to myself, any advice I give is advice that at one time in my life I desperately needed to hear. This podcast is not me coming from a high horse dishing out information. This is me saying, take my hand, because I get it. I have walked through this bullshit too, and in a lot of ways, I still am. So my father is a recovering alcoholic and drug addict. He is, thank God, over 14 years sober. But he still says, to this day, he's only one drink away from a relapse. Meaning, he keeps the work of his sobriety active in his daily life, even though he is, by all definitions, 100% recovered. And that's how I feel with my past eating disorder and all the other behaviors that aren't necessarily disordered, but far from healthy. I have not purposely harmed my body in years, but I keep those shadows right in front of me. 
because your shadows can only fuck with you from behind, right? So stay ahead of your bullshit. That's something I remind myself every single day. Stay ahead of your bullshit. Try not to hide from it or sweep it under the rug. Deal with it head on, which will suck. (laughs) Full disclosure, it will suck. It will be painful. But I believe it is far more painful to stay stuck in a life that is trying to run from it because your shadows are never going to become detached from you, ever. They are always going to be there. And that is exactly what self-sabotage is. It is a huge ass shadow that so many of us carry. So here's the thing with self-sabotage in your diet. There's only one way to end it. There's only one way to ensure that you stop doing that to yourself. And unfortunately, no one wants to hear it. It was something I did not want to hear years ago. But I know this to be true I believe this with every fiber of my being, and I've seen it come true over and over again. And that is, if you want to stop self-sabotaging around your diet, if you want to stop binging and overeating, you have to allow yourself to do one very simple thing. You have to allow yourself to eat more. That's it. I could end the podcast right here because every other piece of advice I am going to give you is going to come back to this one thing. If you find yourself self-sabotaging or binging, it means you are forcing too much control on your diet. And that cycle will never stop until you start eating more. And here's the thing. This advice applies to everyone in every body. I do not care if you are 120 pounds or if you are 320 pounds. The same advice applies. This has nothing to do with your current weight or your current goals. If you are stuck in the headspace that you do not deserve to enjoy certain foods until you are at a certain weight, you are on some real bullshit. And I say that with nothing but love because I spent years of my life living the lie that I could not allow myself to enjoy more foods until I lost weight. Telling myself, oh, I'll have dessert when I weigh X pounds. Or I'll allow myself to eat carbs again when I can wear a size X jean. So here's the thing. Your brain does not know the difference between being calorically deprived in the present or fearing caloric deprivation in the future. This is what I like to call the Sunday night effect. And it's something so many of us know all so well. And that is when you tell yourself, I will start on Monday. (laughs) Come Monday, I am going to be good with air quotes when I say that, right? Your brain doesn't hear, okay, come Monday, I'm going to work on getting my ass a little tighter for the summer. I'm going to clean up my diet. I'm going to stop eating a whole sleeve of Oreo at a time. It hears, okay, come Monday, I am going to be lacking in food. So I better feast while I can. And that starts the cycle. So you eat everything all weekend long, telling yourself that this is it. This is the last time. This is never going to happen again. But I better eat it now because I'm not going to have any joy on my plate until I hit my goal weight. And so you just binge your way through the weekend, self-sabotaging your way through the weekend or through your Friday night or whatever, whenever it may be. And then you wake up on Monday and yes, you feel like shit because you have self-sabotaged and binge and you try to make up for that. So you undereat. And maybe you even make it an entire week of undereating. But come Friday night, what happens? You're mentally exhausted. Your motivation, which is a finite source, think of your motivation as a take a gas, right? When it's gone, it is gone. And the more you need to use it, the quicker it's going to go. 
So you're depleting that all week long. In motivation, that's a whole other topic. That's a whole podcast that we can get into. But in short, you cannot rely on motivation. It is fickle. It is your friend that will ask you to go out and then leave you sitting at the bar alone. You cannot trust that bitch. She is not your ride or die. So we do not self-sabotage because we lack motivation. We self-sabotage because we are eating like assholes by undernourishing and depriving our bodies of both nutrition and joy for extended period of time. So if you want to stop self-sabotaging, you have to allow yourself to eat all foods at all times. And I understand how scary that can be. Believe me, I get it. I was that person. I thought I needed rules because every time I removed rules, I ate everything in sight. (laughs) And it turns out the rules were what was wrecking me in the first place. All the years I spent listening to experts, in quotes, experts, telling every, I was just trying every diet, every protocol. Those years I spent listening to everybody else were years that I was only actively tuning out from my body and tuning out from my body's wisdom. Years I spent telling myself that my hunger could not be trusted. Years I spent telling myself that I could not be trusted. And I believed it because like so many of you, every single time I went off the diet or allowed myself a cheat meal, which is a whole other topic, can we please drop that term, cheat meal? Like what the fuck are you cheating on? Yourself? Why are you telling yourself that every time you enjoy your food, you're doing something wrong? What message is that sending to your subconscious? Think about that. Again, I digress. I told you we'll get off topic. But I confirm that I could not be trusted any time that I did not have a cage of diet rules and restrictions and regulations around me. Because every time I removed that cage, everything went to shit. I did stop eating vegetables. I started loading up on all the processed foods I hadn't allowed in the days before. I ate ravenously because my body was requiring and craved taste, right? I was craving nutrition. And all that to say, I didn't need the rules. My rules were not keeping me safe. They were keeping me stuck in a cage of my bullshit. So let me be very clear. Anytime you are relying on rules outside of your body, you are putting yourself in a cage. You are not being good. You are being stuck in your bullshit. We self-sabotage because we are disconnected from self. Damn, (laughs) that was good. I'm going to say that again. We self-sabotage because we become disconnected from self. So go back to my second episode, highest self. What does your highest self want to eat like? Does it want to stuff yourself full, binge without enjoying food? No, hell no, you know that. But it also does not want to be stuck in a life that only allows chicken, rice, and broccoli, right? That's not your highest self treating you out either. If you want to stop self-sabotaging, the second thing you do after you start allowing yourself to eat more is start self-questioning. So when I say allow all foods at all times, I mean it. There is no such thing as a cheat meal. Stop saying, I'm going to have a treat. You are not a fucking dog. That's another word I hate. You're not treating yourself. You are eating. That is it. If you are eating a Pop-Tart or broccoli, cupcakes or a baked potato, it is the same thing. You are eating. You cannot have, I'm sorry, you can have a cookie on a Tuesday 
It is not forbidden. You do not need to wait until Friday to enjoy your food. If you want to stop self-sabotaging, start allowing. And question, ask, what do I want in this moment? And whatever answer you get, honor it. It really can be that simple. I'm going to take a 30-second break because Rocco just walked in to show me his new shoes. I will be right back. I'm Rocco. Goodbye. (laughs) Okay, we are back. So I asked a question after I got all the responses around self-sabotaging, which y'all can't tell me there isn't a collective energy going on because there were so many of you. We are all dealing with the same demons, but none of us openly talk about it. And so just congratulate yourself. If you're one of those people who even had the courage to say, this is something I am struggling with, you deserve a pat on the back. Kudos. Because Allowing yourself to acknowledge that, acknowledging that you're dealing with that, and acknowledging that you want to work on doing better, you want to learn how to better love and care for yourself, that is huge. So congratulations. That takes courage and balls. I hate balls. Can we find a female alternative to balls? That takes courage and, I don't know, big hoop energy, right? That It, it takes a lot to just put that out there is, is your truth. So I see you. I am rooting for you. And I am always here for you to chat about anything you want to talk about. So anyway, I asked, what specifically about self-sabotage is is tripping you up? And a response that came back a few times is something I have seen for years, again, both personally and professionally with ladies in the gym um, and the ladies I've had the honor and privilege of working with through my personal coaching practice. And that is, well, what do I do when I when I have to keep things in the house for my kids partner, whoever, that I will end up binging on? You're not going to like my answer (laughs) because it's what I just said about five minutes ago. You have to allow yourself to eat it. But, and here's the caveat, here's the magic sauce that you have to be willing to do. You have to demand yourself to be fully present with whatever it is you're eating. Stick with me. So for years, I would not buy Cheez-Its for my daughter. If you've worked with me, you've known this story. I I talk about it all the time. I would not buy Cheez-Its for my daughter. My daughter loved them, but I told myself the story that I cannot be trusted with them because every time I had them, I binged on them. So I stopped buying them. In five years ago, if you worked with me, I would have given you that advice and I would have ended right there. I would have said, just leave them at the store. Leave them at the store. And here's the thing, that works, but that is lazy advice. Lazy advice, and I know better now, so I can do better. That leave at the store advice, that's avoidance. That's your bullshit at work. That was my bullshit at work. So now my advice is, yeah, you can leave it at the store because your kids do not need to have Cheez-Its or gummies or Oreos or whatever the thing may be. That is still a valid option, but even better than that, and something that you should also show to your children because, oh my goodness, what an amazing life skill. And it's something that I wanted my daughter to learn instead of just, nope, deprive yourself. You're right. You can't be trusted. Jesus are powerful. They must stay at the store. No, no, no. We don't do that. I do not do that anymore. <laughs> if you work with me, you know that's a mantra that I love. I do not do that anymore. So now, yeah, I will buy whatever I want. And I think you should buy whatever it is you want and whatever it is your kids want. 
But when you make the conscious decision to eat it, because it should be a conscious decision, no one should be shoving mindful handfuls of anything into their mouth that does not feel good, that is not self-love, that is not honoring your being. So when you make the conscious decision to eat those foods, be present with it. Have the courage to be present with it. Okay, because what we are doing when we leave them at the store is we are just giving them way too much power, power they do not deserve. And so here's what you're going to find. Here's what I found with the Cheez-Its and here's what I know women that I've worked with have found when they deal with whatever their food may be. When you sit down with it, when you make yourself put it into a bowl and sit there and eat it without watching Netflix, without scrolling on your phone, but actually be present with that food. You find out it's not that special. (laughs) It's not that special. It's a $2 bag of chips. It is a $3 box of crackers. That shit is not special. Why are we giving it power? Why are we allowing ourselves to be held captive by a box of fucking Nabisco crackers? Oh, hell no. I do not do that anymore. So my advice now is buy whatever you want. But have the courage to be present when you eat them, and you will find that they're not nearly as special as you think. You will find that you can enjoy them mindfully when you choose to do so. But if you tell yourself, oh my goodness, I cannot open that cupboard. I cannot have that in my house because every single time I have that, I binge on it. Guess what's going to happen? Congratulations, girl. You just predicted the future. You made that coming. Here's a tip I've probably said before, and I'm going to say it a hundred times again. If you are going to be bold enough to predict the future, make damn sure you like the outcome. Because why else would you call anything else but a positive experience into your life? Another thing that came up consistently, and we also just talked about just a minute ago, and that is, why is it that you binge on the same foods over and over? And it's always food that you have deemed bad or off limits, right? It's always food that we have given labels to. And my advice, again, with those foods and in those moments is the same thing. Be courageous enough to be present. Go back into your body when you are eating those foods. Instead of just throwing up your hands and saying, fuck it, because you have allowed yourself to become just disconnected from your body. Bringing awareness back into your physical being And just asking yourself, is what I am doing right now helping me or harming me? Knowing, and this is where the conversation gets sticky, knowing that sometimes eating past fullness is helping you because you need that quick comfort. Processed food is reliable and we find ourselves binging on it all the time because it always tastes the same, right? We know exactly what to expect from an Oreo 100% of the time, which is why in times of stress, in times of ad- anger, in times of sadness, anytime we feel unsure and just need a little comforting, that's why we go to those foods because they're like a warm blanket we can put on and we know exactly what to expect. We know they're going to be there consistently for us. And we need to be okay with that. Because we are humans who were engineered to seek comfort. And so if you find yourself in a moment where you need comfort in the form of food, allow it without judgment, okay? Allow it without judgment. And I know that's not the answer a lot of people want to have, right? And there are other tools. We will get there. But sometimes it can be incredibly kind to sit down and allow yourself whatever comfort meal it is you want 
to just give yourself that warm blanket, to give yourself that warm hug and allow yourself to have comfort. But just like with me and my Cheez-Its, Stay present with it because you're not comforting yourself if you're mindlessly eating. They're two different things. You're not getting enjoyment. You are not receiving pleasure. You are not receiving a calming sensation for your nervous system if you are just eating on autopilot. That's binging. That's self-sabotaging. Those are two completely different things where they may look like the same thing on paper. You're getting your bowl of macaroni and cheese. But the energy behind them is completely different. And the only difference is what you can do to save yourself from fucking yourself up versus giving yourself a warm and much needed hug is, again, have the courage to be present. Ask yourself what you need. What do I need right now in this moment? Close your eyes. Allow yourself to ask that question. Allow yourself to hear that response and honor whatever comes. Because sometimes having the comfort food is the answer and there is nothing wrong with that at all. Okay? But just stay present because you don't want that comfort to turn into another shameful, guilt-filled binge because we've all been there before and we know that that does not feel good. Have the courage to ask if you are helping yourself or harming yourself. That is the difference between self-sabotage and giving yourself a little bit of love and a little bit of self-care. And of course, you have other tools available to you aside from food. Maybe you just need to go to bed. Maybe you need some connection. So you need to call a friend. You need to get your partner or your spouse on the phone. For me, a lot of times, I need to take a shower. That's like a meditative process to me. I just need to rinse the day's bullshit off of me and come back into my body. So there are other tools available to you, just like food. Be open to exploring some of them, and you will find your tools, your safety net, your warm hug by getting into the habit of checking in with yourself and asking what you need. Lastly, another thing that came up consistently was self-sabotaging when you are almost to your quote-unquote goal. And this is another super easy fix. Well, easy on paper, but a little bit of work. And, and that's that's another like life theme that I believe in. Simple is rarely easy. Like a push-up is simple, but find me somebody who can do it on their first time, right? Simple does not always equate to easy. But almost all the time, the simple solution is the right solution. And so when you find yourself self-sabotaging, when you're almost to a goal, what's happening is you don't know your real goal. You think your goal is to lose 20 pounds. But really, what is that going to do? You are still you with the same demons and the same bullshit 20 pounds lighter. Again, raising my hand because I have been there a hundred different times. You are self-sabotaging because even though you may be near that goal, you haven't addressed what you really want. You may not even know what you really want because you never took the time to sit down with yourself and get clear on why you wanted that goal. So here's what I'm thinking is happening. You really don't care about how much weight you lose. What you want is to feel good in your body. You want freedom from the negative self-talk. You want to respect yourself. You want to honor your being. And here's the thing, friends. You do not need to lose a pound to do or have any of those things. Losing weight does not instantly mean you will like yourself. Those two things are not correlated. Drop that idea. Your weight and how you see yourself have 
very little in common. The problem is, is we have been brainwashed by society and it's bullshit to think that we are only worthy of our self-love if we weigh X amount amount of weight and weigh or wear X size jean. It doesn't work like that at all. So you're self-sabotaging because you're not clear on what your goals really are. So just like I'm asking you to be brave enough to be present with your food, I'm asking you to be brave enough to ask yourself what you really want. Ask yourself how you want to feel, right? Because you think that goal is going to give you a feeling. You think when you hit that goal weight, you're going to feel confident, feel sexy, feel brave, feel all these things. But is that happening? No. Because if that worked, we would lose weight one time and we'd stay there. There would be no diet industry. We wouldn't be having this conversation. Diets don't work. Weight loss does not work. Weight loss will not heal heal your relationship with self. So what you should do instead of saying, I want to weigh X or I want to fit in X genes, is sit down with yourself and ask how you want to feel. What feelings do you want to have when this process is over? And then ask yourself, how do you want to treat yourself? Because weight loss can fuck you up. Just like the scale, right? If my only goal is weight loss, well, I can accomplish that. I can pop laxatives. I can take all the carbs out of my diet. I can do an hour of cardio every single day and boom, I've lost some weight. Is that what I want to do for the rest of my life? Is that in alignment with my highest self? Is that in alignment with how I want to treat myself? Um, A big hell no. Hell no. Not even close. How I want to treat myself is, yeah, I do want to take amazing care of myself. I want to eat apples amount of, amples amount of vegetables and protein because I love and respect myself and I am a dynamic creature who requires, you know, really wonderful nutrition to feel her best. I want to sleep eight hours a night because I know how important that is. I want to move my body, but not in a way that punishes it, but in a way that allows it to grow and to be strong and to be strong for years to come. But I don't want to deprive myself. There is no room in my life for deprivation anymore. I am not about a life of taking things away from myself. I'm in a life of expansion. And that requires me being open to all experiences. And sometimes that experience is going to the ice cream store with my kids and getting a sundae. That is what I want, and it has nothing to do with a goal way. And I am willing to bet if you sit down with yourself, you're going to find the same thing. You do want to treat yourself well. You do want behaviors that maybe we have in the past thought of as diet-based behaviors, like eating vegetables, like meal prepping. But when you look at them from a different lens, you realize those behaviors can have absolutely nothing to do with weight loss. Those behaviors are self-care, and they can be self-care. And the side effect of them, yeah, it might be weight loss. It very well could be weight loss, but it's just that. It's a side effect. It's not the goal. The goal is to be good to yourself. And when you chase being good to yourself, holy shit, will your life change, okay? So you want to honor yourself. You want to eat like you give a shit. (laughs) It's a funny story. I am sending my book Oh, 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 I'm so excited about this. And I haven't really talked about it because, well, that's a whole other issue too. But anyway, I'm sending it off to the editor and I still don't have a title. So right now it's listed as Eat Like You Give a Shit. And I don't know. How am I roll with it? So give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts on that. But anyways, your goal is to be good to you. Your goal is not to self-sabotage yourself, right? And, and you know, I hope you know now that if you're self-sabotaging, it's just your body's way of telling you to stop fucking with it and start working with it. Every time you self-sabotage, that is your body's signal. That is your body's white flag saying, hey, 
pay attention to me. We are in disconnect right now and what you are doing is not in alignment with how I want to be treated. So let's look a little further. Let's get in the habit of self-questioning. Let's start asking ourselves how we want to feel, how we want to treat ourselves, and wow, will really cool things start happening. So I really, I hope this helped. And when I say I know what it is like to live in this cycle, I mean it. I get it with every fiber of my being and unequivocally. The things that got me out of it was allowing more food, stop telling myself stories about what foods would do to me because that's giving foods power they do not have. I will not binge every time I eat Cheez-Its. I am the one in control, not the goddamn box of Cheez-Its. And being present, right? Allowing all things at all times, but being brave enough to stay present with those choices. And that's just a baller way to live your life anyway, right? I want to be present. You want to be present. We want to observe what is happening to us in this moment because in the moment, that's where we get our power. So I hope this helped. If it did, I would love and be so appreciative if you would take just 20 seconds to rate and review this podcast, share it on your social media. It would mean the world to me. I cannot wait to do this again, and I will see you back next week.